Hello, everyone. Alan Mishra here with another edition of the Vitality Explorer podcast. Our mission, our goal, our purpose with the podcast is to enhance your vitality. We like to start with a quote, and this quote is from Arnold Schwarzenegger. Quote, strength does not come from winning. Your struggles develop your strengths. When you go through hardships and decide not to surrender, that is strength. I love this quote in the specific component of that. Your struggles develop your strengths. Now, we're talking about that quote from Arnold for a reason. This week, we're going to talk about pumping iron to pump up your life. We're going to talk about being a hero, not an anti-hero. And we're going to finish with purpose, the secret elixir to a long life. Now, Vitality Explorers in this podcast is dedicated to enhancing your physical, mental, social, and or spiritual well-being. We do that by reviewing the world's scientific literature, distilling that down into what I call uh, little info snacks. And these are specific, actionable things that you can do every single day or every week to improve your overall well-being. The two core concepts that we focus on are, number one, vitality is a skill, and number two, vitality is a gift you can give yourself by taking ownership over your time and decisions. So let's jump into that first one, and that is pump iron to pump up your life, or pump iron to pump up your life. I can't do an Arnold (laughs) Arnold voice very well. But why muscle myokines matter? And if you look at the Vitality Explorer Substack site, you will see the references to this. And you'll see that when we contract our muscles, when we actually move our muscles, there are hormonal and immune responses that can obviously result in increased muscle mass. But it's what what else that happens is that we've been discussing a little bit that we're going to discuss more today in the context of of this article, Myokines and Resistance Training, a Narrative Review. Now, we've talked about why muscle matters before and why muscle is an underappreciated component of our vitality. And too often we focus only on our aerobic training and forget to pump some iron to improve our strength. But here's the, here's the, here's the deal. Myokines are released when we contract our muscles and they're really powerful. According to this paper, These molecules have, quote, a high potency for retaining or regaining health. And myokines have a positive effect on our metabolic, cardiovascular, mental, and immunologic processes in our body. So these little molecules, known as myokines, that's M-Y-O-K-I-N-E-S, are really crucial to our overall well-being. But what was interesting about this new paper is that different types of myokines trigger a variety of different pathways based on the type of lifting we do. So you may say, hey, I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to do sets of this or I'm going to do sets of that. But when you're doing different types of lifting, you're activating, literally activating different pathways in your body based on the type of lifting. At least that's with according to this paper. So here's what they found. High load, low, low repetitions. So that may be, you know, I'm doing a lot of work over, uh, you know, a lot of high, high level lifting. Uh, maybe close to your maximum and short number or small number of reps, um, leads to protein synthesis. So that means you get bigger muscles. The the opposite, low load, high repetition. So that may be, okay, I'm going to do a set of 15, but maybe it's 50 or 60% of my my maximum, increases myocardial biogenesis. Say that five times real fast. So myocardia are little little cells within your cells, and these are the powerhouses of your cells. Scratch back to that high school biology, you may remember that. But these two types of contractions, high load, low rep, 
or low load high rep are very different. And again, what, what comes out of your muscle when you do that is critical to understand. And we, we are, our goal is not to, not to treat the audience with anything but massive respect. So I think you can understand this with just how much I'm just explaining it with you today. And the two molecules that I wanna talk about, we've touched on them in the past. One of them is IL-6 or interleukin-6, and the other is BDNF or brain-derived neurotrophic factor. And according to this paper, Quote, IL-6 plays a crucial anti-inflammatory role in both local and systemic acute inflammatory responses. And blood IL-6 levels were found to rise in a variety of studies when the participants did three sets of 10 at 80% of their maximum. Let me say that again. If you did three sets of 10 of 80% of your maximum, your blood IL-6 is going to rise. Now, that's so important, right? Because if your IL-6 rises, this little myokine, this little molecule, your inflammation is going to be modulated or overall go down. It's pretty complex biology, but that's what you can distill from that. And what's fascinating is IL-6 rose in physically active postmenopausal women with just one session. Other sessions or other studies looked at this type of lifting over 8 to 12 weeks. So if you're in that category of a postmenopausal woman and you want to decrease your inflammation in your body, you may have to do as little as one session of lifting weights. All right. Uh, disclaimer, always check with your doctor before beginning any regimen. But I think discussing resistive exercise with your doctor as a way to stay vital is one of the reasons why we're producing this podcast. Here's another one. Here's another molecule that you can talk about. And again, you can see the references, the graphs, and, and, and all the rest of the information on the Vitality Explorer Substack site. But here is the other one I wanted to talk about, and that's BDNF. And that helps strengthen neuromuscular junctions and enhances muscle regeneration, according to the paper. Quote, Body, um, and again, there's a little graphic you can look at. But another thing that influences how well things get released from our muscles are lifestyle choices. And here's a, 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 another quote from the paper, quote, body weight management, stress reduction, nutrition, daily movement, and other lifestyle factors could enhance the myokine production. And an unhealthy lifestyle could lead to the loss of muscle mass and an impaired myokine production. So it's not just about lifting weights. You got to make sure you, you maintain your ideal body weight, reduce stress, work on what you eat, and that will optimize what's happening within your muscles. All right, here's the Vitality Explorer analysis and recommendations. Again, don't begin anything without checking with your doc. I think we're, again, just at the beginning of how to understand how and why muscle is crucial to our vitality and our longevity. But every single day, I bump into something like this when I'm, when I'm trying to review the world's literature that, you know, I bump into these papers that suggest muscle is a, is a crucial component to our well-being. And resistive exercise especially is important because it can reduce inflammation while maintaining our muscle mass. So here's our action suggestion for this first component of this week's podcast. Begin today to lift some weights or do some resistive training. This could be as simple as doing a set of biceps curls with a light dumbbell or some rotator cuff strengthening exercises using rubber bands. Biking can also be considered a resistive exercise because you, you can do that on an indoor bike. Peloton, you can ride it outside if you're lucky enough to have it be reasonable enough to ride your bike outside at this time of year. But always consult with a trainer, physical therapist, or your doctor to help design the optimal program. But incorporate resistance into your life if you want to become become your most vital self. Vital self. Okay, let's move on 
to the second topic of this week, and that is to be a hero, not an anti-hero, or how to scientifically create a meaningful life. Um, and, and this is a little bit of a snarky post, but I encourage you to, again, check out the, the Substack site to see some of the pictures. But I'm going to suggest that we consider channeling our inner Taylor Swift, our Swifty, Tay-Tay, whatever you want to call her, and embark on a hero's journey. And going on a hero's journey is scientifically validated by this paper. And the title of the paper was, quote, Seeing Your Life Story as a Hero's Journey Increases Meaning in Life. The final thing we're going to talk about is purpose in this week's podcast. And purpose and meaning are very close cousins. But if we go on this hero's journey and we become a hero, not an anti-hero, I think you can increase your sense of self and decrease your risk of depression, according to the data in the paper. So there's a pretty cool graphic uh, on a hero's journey. But before we dive into, into the details of the paper, let's get back to Taylor. And I have a disclaimer. My wife and daughter are huge Swifties, and I recently uh, might have been dragged to go see the movie concert. Uh, and I might have even put on my pink shirt when I did that. But I was amazed by the energy in the audience. There was nonstop singing, dancing in the aisles for almost three hours. Uh, and her song, Antihero, was a highlight for me. All right. And I love this lyric from her song, quote, I stared directly at the sun, but never in the mirror. And the lyric reminds me to analyze my own decisions as good or bad drivers of outcomes in my life. So you all are making decisions every day. And some of those actions lead to good or bad outcomes. And the concert footage of Antihero, again, I didn't see her actual concert, but the, the movie concert uh, um, footage included images of, quote, good Taylor prancing around a fancy stage and a giant version of bad Taylor destroying buildings in the background. And I wanted to learn more about this, the origin of this sound, song, and I found a quote from Taylor about it on the internet. Quote, this song is, is a real guided tour throughout all the things I tend to hate about myself. Uh, we all hate things about ourselves. It's all of those aspects of the things we dislike and like about ourselves that we have come to terms with if we're going to be this person. So yeah, I like anti-hero a lot because I think it's really honest. So when I read this quote about her analysis of her own song, I was like, holy crap, wow. Taylor Swift hates things about herself. I mean, I don't know. She seems like she's got a perfect situation um, and I was staggered by that admission. I mean, she's a billionaire. She's selling out massive stadiums all over the world. But when I found out that even superstars like her apparently are on their own hero's journey. And let's, refer, let's return now to that paper uh, and that new scientific data that suggests we can have more meaning in our lives if we consider ourselves a hero on our own journey. And so what they did is they collected life stories from more than 1,200 people, and the stories were examined for seven elements of a hero's journey. And questionnaires were used to measure a person's sense of meaning in their life, their life satisfaction, and level of depression. Now, the classic um, hero's journey uh, that you can look up has, I think, 15 or maybe even 17 elements, but they distilled it down to these seven. Protagonist, shift, quest, allies, challenge, transformation, and legacy, okay? And this is, again, from the paper Rogers et al., in 20, published in 2023. Very cool graphic you can look up on the Vitality Explorer Substack site. But the research uh, also included an intervention. And the intervention 
where the participants looked at their own lives and tried to retell their own stories in the context of being on a hero's journey. They called this intervention restorying. So, quote, participants first identified each of the seven elements in their lives and then were encouraged to weave these pieces together into a coherent narrative. So restoring the, the, the restoring of the participants' lives into a hero's journey had several positive effects. And here's, here's just three that the paper highlighted. Number one, a higher sense of meaning and well-being. Number two, enhanced resilience in the face of challenge. Number three, they viewed obstacles more positively and dealt with them more creatively. And here's the primary conclusion of the paper. Quote, anyone can frame their life as a hero's journey. And we suspect that people also could benefit from taking small steps towards a more heroic life. Here's the Vitality Explorer analysis. Reframing your life story into a hero's journey has now scientific data supporting its use as a vitality enhancer. Again, here's some of the things that can, that can happen. A clearer sense of self, more meaning in your life, more flourishing, more adventures, and less depression. And I found this absolutely fascinating. Just restoring, retelling, reframing, whatever you want to call it, your life, into a hero's tale can potentially make a massive positive difference. All right, and the cost of embarking on your own hero's journey approaches zero and the upside could be infinite, right? So here's the action suggestion for this post. Consider yourself today a hero in your own life's journey and then contemplate the seven parameters and, I, and, I, and some suggestions and some review here. Number one, first parameter, protagonist. Become the hero of your own journey. Don't become the victim of your own journey. Become the hero of your own journey. Number two, shift your mindset to awesome and believe in yourself. Number three, go on a quest. Accept that call for an epic adventure. Number four, identify a mentor and some friends to join you on your journey as allies. Number five, the challenge. Endure and overcome ordeals. Smash through the barriers that are going to come your way because there will be challenges along the way. Number six, transformation. Once you figure it out, seize your reward for surviving the journey. And number seven, legacy. Share your knowledge to help others transform themselves into future heroes. So I love this idea that data backs up the idea of re re restoring, reframing our lives into a hero's, uh, hero's journey. You can check out uh, an anti-hero uh, video online. It's also linked to on the Vitality Explorer Substack site. And then you can see the reference, seeing your life story as a hero's journey increases meaning in your life. And that's by Rogers et al. Uh, in 2023. Let's finish, let's finish this week's a Vitality Explorer podcast with something that is near and dear to what this this entire effort is all about, and that is purpose. So the purpose of the Vitality Explorer movement and, and, and my personal purpose is to enhance or optimize vitality one person at a time. So if even one person is listening to this and they have their... Or vitality enhanced, I will have met my goal. Kind of maybe maybe a low bar. I'm hoping there's dozens, hundreds, maybe even thousands of people who have listened to this. But this last part of this week's podcast is crucial. And that is purpose, the secret elixir to a long life. And why pinpointing your peak purpose matters to your longevity. So my question for people out there is how much would you pay to decrease your risk of dying by... 50% in the next eight years. A drug that could reduce your mortality by that, much, 
much could be worth just billions, right? So if you could decrease your risk of dying by 50%, a drug would would be incredibly valuable. But people have been looking for sort of a magical pill or or a life-extending potion since the time of ancient Greek historian, uh, I'm gonna maybe, maybe mess this up, Herodotus, Herodotus, okay. H-E-R-O-D-O-T-U-S, uh, who lived in the 5th century B.C. Explorer Ponce de Leon also has, was credited with finding the Fountain of Youth when he landed on the coast of Florida uh, in what is now St. Augustine. So people have had these ideas, these stories, and it goes across all kinds of different cultures of finding something you can drink or finding something you can eat that will enhance your, your longevity and your vitality. But modern science has found one of those ways to decrease your risk of dying. And it's fascinating. Multiple scientific papers now correlate a higher sense of purpose with literally a lower risk of dying. So elevating your purpose may actually be the new fountain of youth. And this is what we're going to explore. This is the paper. Quote, purpose in life and eight-year mortality by gender and race and ethnicity among older adults in the United States. And here are the primary findings of that paper. Quote, having a higher sense of purpose appears to be protective against all cause mortality, regardless of gender, race, or ethnicity. Second, number two, purpose is a potentially modifiable factor and a health asset across diverse populations. So the paper looked at uh, over 13,000, actually 13,159 people uh, over the age of 50, and dying from any cause was then assessed over an eight-year period. The researchers found higher levels of purpose were associated with lower risks of literally dying. And the importance of that is that it persisted across male, female, race, and ethnicity. The specifics are kind of fascinating. So if you had a low sense of purpose, um, you had a 36.5% chance of dying within eight years. If you had a high sense of purpose, you had, well, it's not only, but it's significantly less. You had a 15.2% chance of dying. Think about that. 36.5% chance, you have greater than a one in three chance of dying within eight years if you have a low sense of purpose. You still have a 15% chance, but that's less than half the chance of dying if you just know what your purpose is. And the, perp the paper also suggested the connection between purpose and lower risk of, of uh, dying was actually stronger in women. And that means that a strong sense of purpose may be more protective against death in women compared to men. All right, here's our analysis. Here's the Vitality Explorer analysis about purpose in this specific paper. And I think we, again, we've discussed this before and we're gonna discuss this again because purpose is super valuable. It's a verified vitality and longevity enhancer. Um, the important part about this is that we can modify our purpose over time. Um, the other part about this, which I found fascinating and the paper went into this is too often in medicine, uh, we focus on you know, reducing our risk factors for death and dying. And those things could be like our blood pressure, our cholesterol. You know, if there are cholesterols too high, you have a higher risk of dying. These are sort of negative parameters, right? But if you flip that around and you say, how can we optimize our longevity and turn that from a strength perspective? Uh, uh, they call it a strengths-based approach in the paper. And they found that that approach that focuses on identifying and fostering resilience factors and health promoting assets could be even more valuable to me than the present way 
of trying to reduce your risk. And purpose is one of those strength-based approaches to improving your health, your well-being, and your longevity. So here's the action suggestion for this particular component of this week's podcast. Make time today to contemplate why you are here on this planet. I recommend spending a thousand seconds, which is about 17 minutes, just thinking and writing ideas down about what your purpose could be for being here. The goal is to create a short, succinct, six to eight word purpose statement about about that. There's lots of other times we've talked about this. There's a link to seven steps to finding your peak purpose, three ways to add meaning to your life, and why purpose can actually decrease your inflammation in your body and help your memory. All of that data, all of that data is related to uh, you know, knowing what your purpose is. So if, again, if you do not know what your purpose is, somebody else will likely define it for you. Would you rather live your own life or live somebody else's life? So again, spend some time trying to figure out what that is. It took me two to three years to figure out that optimizing vitality one person at a time is my purpose for being on the planet. I smash that up as my North Star about everything I do now. I try to only spend my time on things that will help me fulfill that primary purpose. And that can be in the context of my work as an orthopedic surgeon and sports medicine specialist. It is certainly the purpose of the work that we are doing here on Vitality Explorers. I thank everybody for listening to this. I encourage you to become a subscriber to the Vitality Explorer Substack site. Become a paid subscriber if you want to support the work. Please share this work widely to help enhance somebody's vitality. Again, this week we've talked about three specific things, and those uh, in, in review this week, started off with pumping iron and why that can help release myokines and Im- improve your overall well-being. We then talked about trying to be a hero and not an anti-hero. And then we finished with that secret elixir to a long life, identifying and mastering your purpose. Thank you very much for listening to this week's edition of the Vitality Explorer Substack site. Um, and until next time, Get out there into the world, execute on your purpose, be a hero, pump some iron, and dare to be vital. Thank you very much for listening.